Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Today we're continuing with Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 26. As always, we are reading from my new translation, illustrated by sculptor Timothy Schmalz. Feel free to reach out to me for information about ordering personalized copies for you or a friend. Uh, You can also look to Amazon or other places where books are sold. Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 26. While we went thus along the verge, one before the other, my good master often said to me, Watch, pay heed where I warned you. The sun bore down on my right arm, for already by its shining all the aspect of the west was muted into white from blue. And with my shadow I made the flame seem more ardent, and I saw many shades going by put their minds to just that index. This was the cause that first brought them to speak to me, and they began to say, His body seems to be no fiction. Then some drew near me as they could to make certain, always watchful not to issue from the burning. O you who go after the others, not to be slower, but perhaps reverently, respond to me who burn in thirst and flame. Your response is awaited not only by me, for all these have greater thirst for it than the Indian or Ethiopian for frigid water. Tell us how it is that you make yourself a wall to the sun, just as though you were not yet drawn within the net of death. Thus one of them spoke to me, and I would now have made myself manifest if I had not attended to another novelty that then appeared. For through the midst of the inflamed way came people with faces turned to meet it, which made me marvel in suspense. I saw each shade on every side move quickly to kiss one another without resting, content in the brief feast. As down within their brown herd the ants will muse one with the other, maybe to explain their way and their fortune. As soon as they've left their friendly gatherings, before they come along their former way, each fatigues himself in crying out the new people, Sodom and Gomorrah, and the others. Pasiphae crouches in the cow, so that the young bull may rush to her lust. Then, as cranes that have parted in flight, some to the Riphian mountains, and some toward the sands, these sick of the chill, those of the sun. The one group goes, The other now comes, and they return, weeping, to their first songs, and cry that which better suits them. And as before, those same ones who'd hailed me drew up beside me, their semblances intent on hearing me. I, who'd two times seen them grateful, began. O souls assured of having the state of peace when it should come, my members don't remain there, whether withered or mature, but they are here with me, with their blood and with their joints. I'm going up from here to be blind no more. Up above is a lady who's gained me grace, by which the mortals born through your world. But that your greatest wish be sated soon, that you be harbored harbored in the heaven that's filled with love and amplest in space, tell me that my verses might yet tell it, who you are, and who that throng that goes on beyond you at your backs. Not otherwise is the mountaineer disturbed, stupefied and marveling mutely, when rough and rustic he enters a city, then each shade was made in his appearance. But after they'd been unbound of their stupor, which is swiftly eased in lofty hearts, he who'd called upon me first began again. Blessed are you who bear aboard the knowledge of our marks to die the better in the end. The people who don't come with us offended in that way that Caesar did when, triumphant, he heard queen called against him. Thus they depart shrieking Sodom, 
reproving themselves as you've heard, and ashamed they aid the burning. Our sin was hermaphroditic, but since we didn't sense the human law and followed as beasts the appetites to rule ourselves in our opprobrium, when we depart, we cry her name who made herself a beast in the bestial wood. Now you know our acts and our former wickedness. If perhaps you'd like to know who we were by name, there isn't time to tell, and I don't know. As for me, <clears throat> I'll well lessen your desire. I am Guido Guinizelli, and I've thus purged myself for having well wept before my extremity. As were the two sons seeing their mother in Lycurgus's distress, so was I made, but not with such insurgence. When I heard him named who'd been father to me and to those others, my betters, who ever used the sweet and easy rhymes of love. And without hearing or speaking, pensive, I went along marveling at him, though not for the fire pressing any nearer him. Then when I'd pastured my regard, I offered myself already at his service with such affirmation as makes others believe. And he to me, you leave such vestiges in me by that I hear, and so clearly that leth can neither lift it nor make it gray. But if your words now swear truth, tell me what is the cause of this care you show, that you yet bear, in, bear me in speech and in your gaze. And I to him, the sweet verses you spoke, which, as long as modern use will endure, will yet make dear their ink. O brother, he said, this one I show you with my finger, and he indicated a spirit ahead worked better in the mother tongue. His verses of love and fables of romance surpassed all others, and he left the dolts to say that they believed the one from Limoges the better. They flick their eyes to voices more than to the truth, and they confirm their opinion before they've heard from art or reason. Thus held many ancients of Guitone, raising cry on cry in praise of him, until the truth prevailed with most people. Now if you hold such ample privilege that it's permitted you to come to the cloister in which Christ is abbot over the college, let fall in our Father's words for me, as much as we of this world need it, where the power to sin is ours no more. Then, perhaps to give place to another who'd pressed near, he disappeared into the fire, like a fish diving to the deep through the water. I bore myself on a bit toward the one shown, and I said that my desire had prepared a gracious place for his name. He began to speak freely. Your courteous request so pleases me that I neither can nor wish to cover myself to you. I am Arnaud, who implore and go singing. With tears I see the past folly, and rejoicing, I see the joy that I hope advancing. Now I pray you, for that valor that guides you to the summit of the stair, call to mind my sorrow in time. Then he hid himself in the flame that refines them. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 27. <laughs>